Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Thrones and Scones! It's your weekday morning podcast where we talk about Game of Thrones over breakfast. It's Tony Hans! And Jeremy <laughs> with special guest rapidly overstaying his welcome <laughs> Rob Bullock. How's it going guys? It's uh the other half of the sassy bad boy duo that is Barry and Barry's part of the, the one. <laughs> part of the one. <laughs> HBO podcast universe. <laughs> oh, you bastard. Oh, Barry and Barry's. How did he find out? Who did, who signed up for a who signed up for that glorious project with you, Rob? All right, it, uh, it oh, you don't even remember your own joke. <laughs> you called me Was that our joke? Yeah, you called me that like 3 episodes ago. Oh. That's what me and uh, your other <laughs> guest was because we, you called us sassy bad boy duos. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. You were our spinoff. Yeah, the spinoff podcast. Oh shit! Yeah, that was a great joke. I'm happy we made it. <laughs> oh, I, I appreciate the cut in with that joke as well because I think I was just about to, you know, roll into the let's get ready to rumble thing. And that dude loves to sue people. So it's probably for the best. Yeah. Oh, but you guys throughout all the nonsense throughout a show that probably didn't need to be 86 episodes in such a, a brief span of time. We did it. And we are here at the apex, the final the climax, and we are about to climax all over this this track. <laughs> all over this. It's the final episode of Thrones and Scones, our recap of the entire series of Game of Thrones. Episode uh, by episode. Episode <laughs> by episode. Over the next 72 hours, you will join a magical ride. Hans, why don't you why don't you start with me here? Uh, do you like uh, do you like Game of Thrones? I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> you can find all of the links to all of our things at Thrones and Scones. <laughs> Wait, we not make a scone this episode? Oh. Did you put that into the scone matrix? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you hear the gears turning in his head? Yeah. That's what the pause is for. It's not dramatic effect. It's so that, you know, we can run the algorithm. <laughs> oh, shit. Dude, I mean, does anybody have a scone they want to talk about today? I'm out, I think, of scones. I think I, I, think I blew my scone wad. I'm good. I'm good. I, I made some I had some I Japanese. Some I had some Japanese buns that were pretty scone-like. Uh, I don't know if that was intentional or not, but uh, they were fantastic today. What did you, like, as a bakery treat, as a accompaniment to uh, a meal? Well, you know, since it's breakfast time, I thought I'd just have it. Um, right. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just hired a, a hibachi chef to come into your house. I'm like, hey, what's up with some reen, or some, what I have? I said, I had a red bean curry bun, Ugh. 
And then I had this espresso sweet Ooh. butter roll. Ooh, you um, brought it back. Yeah. I, I've always wanted to try the red uh, bean buns because, like, that's, like, the most traditional. Um, you know, it, it wasn't the worst thing I've ever had. But the, but the espresso thing, shut up. It was like a, it was like, uh, you know, like the, what are they called? The pumpkin rolls kind of thing. <gasps> yes. Yeah. The cake roll thing. Yeah. Okay. Except it's a, the cake was espresso cake. <laughs> Shut up. Right. Like, oh fuck. It was crazy. <laughs> Can you make one of these for me? Since you, you know, I mean, you just made it for breakfast. No big deal. Yeah, <laughs> clearly, <laughs> clearly. So that was fucking worth every bit of it. Um, and then I had some a Thai iced tea with it, which was Ooh. super sweet on on top of that. But it was great. Always, always quality. Have you had Thai, Thai iced tea? tea? I mean, fuck, they get it. It's tea with just straight up cream. That's fucking great. <laughs> I'm a big fan of any beverage that turns incredibly orange. <laughs> super orange, yeah, it's great. Why? So uh, yeah, I'm all into it. <laughs> it's like the purple drink stuff. Like it just catches you. <laughs> it does. Does. What is that? It's purple drink. Oh, yeah. You mean grape? Nope. I no. mean purple. <laughs> Hans loves the old uh, purple flavor, don't you? Yep. Never. Rob, what's your favorite artificial flavor? Artificial flavor? Ooh. Yeah. Um, I would have to say probably blue raspberry. Ooh. Solid choice. That yeah. is I think great. that's like that is a great like call. A kid at heart answer. Yeah. Like a pure cinnamon roll answer. Yeah, totally. What's your least favorite artificial flavor? Uh, strawberry. Oh. Mm. No, no, no. It tastes no. like cough syrup. No, 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 yeah. No. No. Don't the like... answer for everyone in this conversation is cotton candy. Cotton candy? Yeah. I mean I think I think you're close. I think the answer is bubblegum. Wait. <laughs> Bubblegum is terrible. Isn't bubblegum already, like, is there an artificial and a a natural bubblegum flavor? Well, I'm say, not yeah. saying that it has to be a counterpoint to an actual natural flavor. <laughs> oh, it just said artificial oh, flavor. Oh, oh. oh, okay. Yeah, but who? You could have said blue number six, like, instead of blue raspberry. <laughs> is there such a thing as a blue raspberry? Hell no. Uh, but I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> Maybe not. I've never, but uh, you know, it was invented years ago, and they're like, "Well, sir, we got raspberry and black raspberry. Hmm, too mm. polarized. <laughs> <laughs> Get a blue one." Good. Anyway, I'm not sure I appreciated saying that joke. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we're here to talk about uh, Game of Thrones as a whole, and Rob. Thank you for joining us, by the way. Of course, for the people who haven't been listening to the podcast, um, Rob comes to us from the magical land of responsibility where he and Tyler answer questions that people might have because Rob is one of the most qualified uh, positions on this planet, that of having a child in your family that is not your own but close enough to where you might have some sort of responsibility were something terrible to happen. Right. I'm an uncle. From the Rob's Your Uncle uncle. podcast, where I, I, I know everything. Some people might debate that, but I, I know everything. (laughs) I'm the best person to listen to in most situations. I mean, we'll find out what your Game of Thrones final opinions are before I, you know, 
talk you up or shoot you down. Oh, okay. <laughs> Listening to Rob's podcast recently, I'm catching up because uh, I've I've been driving a lot recently. I've had a lot more time to crank out some podcasts, so I've been knocking the uh, and Rob's your uncles down left, right, and center. And now I'm wondering. Do we have Thrones and Scones like inside jokes that people who hopped in 10, 15, 20 episodes late just aren't getting? Because Rob and Tyler, for like three episodes straight, <laughs> we're talking about this kid, Kibber. Kibber. I assume a child, yep. but it could have been a dog or a parrot. It could have been an adult or like a grandparent. It was very unclear, and I, I was just left wondering. And thankfully, I mean, us being celebrities, I had the in. I could just reach out to Rob and find the answer. Yeah. Um, but we must have, we must have weird things that people just don't like. Interestingly enough, too, I think a lot, most people, um, like you're kind of like you're saying, even to I think most people think that the majority of Rob's show is, is Rob and Tyler giving advice, but it's actually Rob just breaking to a bunch of people that he is, in fact, their uncle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's quite disturbing, actually. <laughs> it's, it's like, whew. It's like I Oprah flex, and Jerry Springer really. mixed together. I had to let the secret out. It's been, a, <laughs> it's, it's been under wraps for a long time, but, you know, I had to let well, the world, um, the no, world know. Thank you for being so brave, Rob. You're welcome. I hope that you continue your bravery because we got to do a little bit of catching up. In our previous episode, our season eight recap, we, of course talked our full thoughts on the on the final season of game of thrones but you know you're only invited round for uh, odd seasons and eight last i checked according to the inventor of math is an even number <laughs> yep. so you weren't allowed to to show up so yeah. i want to know well i have no opinion on it <laughs> okay perfect we can move Good. right Moving along, right along. Didn't, didn't even didn't even, even watch remember. it God, that went super smooth okay i only i only smooth. watched the ones that are odd numbered <laughs> <laughs> the episodes or the seasons both <laughs> nice you really cruised through game of thrones then well done so all right so i want to your your quick brief Recap thoughts. You have, I assume, heard uh, at least some of the things that we have had to say about it. Yeah. Uh, and then I want to get your, your, you know, where you put it in the echelon of Game of Thrones as well. But, um, Rob, you've been sending me messages occasionally when episodes drop, so I know you got things to say. I do. Um, I've, since the episodes have come out, I've had time to think about it and really process everything as a whole. Um, I will say... I was a fan of the first three episodes of season eight and the last three kind of fell flat for me. I think that's, okay. I don't know. I just, things about them. I didn't quite enjoy as much season or episode seven. No, sorry. Episode <laughs> five. <laughs> I was like, shit, I canceled HBO too soon. I, I missed episode seven. <laughs> episode five. Um, it had some, some good parts in it that you know brought the brought the entertainment i thought um but i think that for season eight the first three episodes were i I was on i i was on the edge of my seat for a lot of it and i got i got the the chills the tingles you know when you when you enjoy something (laughs) from those tingles and the dingling yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the tingles and the dingling. <laughs> cool. It's 
like when you drive over a railroad tracks just a little too fast and on the come down. Yep. <laughs> just makes your day. <laughs> Gotta find those sweet railroad tracks. So I will say that for my season rankings, um, I was the one who said that it's got to be better than season seven. <laughs> you did say that. You did say that. And I did not rank it higher than season seven. Ouch. Okay. So give me your uh, your full little rundown here. So I have it as six, three, four, seven, eight, five, one, two. Okay. Sounds good. Close. Sounds yeah. good. So that, I mean, just going by your own criteria here, was it a bad ending? I don't think it was a bad ending. I just, because it was six episodes and half of the episodes I didn't feel as good about, mm. I that's why I'm ranking it a lo- little bit lower. Um, The ending was an ending that kind of put everything in a bow and here's here's your game of thrones to me that's that's how it kind of felt and people can be mad people can be happy whatever i'm fine with it i don't think i have any strong emotions for it any other like any direction i I don't because i don't want to say that i liked it because i Sure, I could have seen some other things change and I, that I would have liked more, but I don't want to say that I hated it because it wasn't terrible. Now, where do you think that Game of Thrones would fall in your uh, pantheon of favorite shows? Ooh. Asking all the questions yeah. that I didn't have you prepare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wait, before we get to that question or that answer, can you t- remind us again what... what- what was your favorite show or series prior to Game of Thrones? Um, Scrubs will always go down as number one in my mm. book. Great, great choice already. Yeah. Yes. another show with a with just a quality final season. Uh, yes, the original final season was a quality final season. <laughs> was good. Yeah, was good. <laughs> um, I'm gonna have to put it. It's definitely Game of Thrones is something that I will remember forever, and it's now part of our culture on the same behemoth level as something like Lord of the Rings and Star Wars and Harry oh, Potter. I was like, if I swear to God, if you say Scrubs, no, I'm not saying Scrubs. <laughs> <laughs> no, on a behemoth level, as those things. Uh, so, I would put it up in like my top five. I don't know if I have a top five TV shows prepared, but that's, we we got a good understanding, I think, yeah. of where it lies. That's yeah. that's good. I'm not trying to nickel and dime you. <laughs> now we we've prepared a few questions that we'll go through and tackle some of our favorite moments, our favorite episodes, our least favorite episodes, and uh, maybe crown some overall MVPs. I know, just hold on to the edge of your seats to see who Jerry votes for. <laughs> <laughs> But I have a little surprise question that I want to drop on everybody. Uh, it is not going to involve that much thought. I mean, it will, but you're not going to have to go back and look at anything. All right, you just have to you just have to go um, into your own brains for a second. I want you to give me the percentage you as a human being. All right, 
the percentage throner and the percentage sconer that you were going in to this podcast and where you have emerged on the other side. (laughs) (laughs) What what if we tell you percentages of people we think? Like like Hans, I want to rate him. (laughs) (laughs) Rate. I love it. No. I don't know. Maybe it didn't change. Maybe it changed dramatically. Mine changed fairly dramatically uh, in the sense that I didn't think it would change at all. I don't think mine changed at all. I don't think I was on enough and had enough scones <laughs> to, to, to change. So what's so. Your, you <laughs> did have one I scone. I had one scone. What, what's your breakdown? So I was probably like 100% going in and 99% now <laughs> throner and 1% no, oh, sconer. Oh, okay. oh wow. <laughs> Thought you were going to say 99% sconer, bro. Yeah, I know. 100 to 99. That's respectable, Rob. It's pretty close to me, actually, <laughs> because I was a 99% throner going into this podcast. And I haven't lost any love for Game of Thrones. But I did gain an appreciation, especially once we started making them, yeah. for some sweet scones. I will happily call myself a 75% throner. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> I I think uh I think I'm in a similar boat. I don't think I was probably I don't think I was like 99% scones. I was or, or thrones ever. Um I think uh rereading the books when going back and watching the episodes just made me really appreciate the quality of that this series um really was. So I would say I was probably like maybe 80 20 um but i've had some fucking amazing scones and i have made scones since we have uh, been doing the whole baking thing so Ooh. i w- i would say i'm probably because i've been still making scones i'm gonna give myself like a 70 30 still still super stoked about game of thrones uh and i'm excited for this episode because i feel like there's so much positive things about this series that i want to make sure that we talk about um but fuck you people for muffins okay go get a scone <laughs> i want to just invite everybody to go listen to episode zero where jeremy proudly identified as a sconer meaning he was at least 51 percent scone <laughs> really <laughs> i think we had to i think we had to have a balance backpedaling so you lost some scone <laughs> you lost lost a bunch of scone bro yeah bro <laughs> I think I'm the only one who wants to talk about scones, you fucking assholes, but no big deal. Then why don't you? You just just shut up and get to the outro. I don't know. (laughs) Seriously. We talked all about scones. You didn't even show up for that episode. (laughs) We took like 20, 25 minutes out of an episode just to talk about one scone. I get so Um, much shit about that episode now. Thanks for that, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Super, super cool. Oh, it's a good question. Um, I'm trying not to stare at Jeremy's raging sconer right now. <laughs> but, but anyway. Uh, it's so flaky. <laughs> actually, as you guys know, I don't know I, I don't know if I made it clear <laughs> throughout this entire <laughs> series, but I'm actually a pretty big fan of scones. <laughs> so I would say I was probably, uh, <clears throat> and I was watching Game of Thrones, but I wasn't. You know, I was mostly just keeping up with it. Thought it was good. 
uh, but I wasn't, uh, never read the books, wasn't obsessed with it or anything. So I would say I was probably going in like, I don't know, it's hard to say even. Scones have been a part of my life longer than Game of Thrones. <laughs> I'd probably have to say going in, I was like 60-40 to the scone. Okay. I, I, would, now, I, I, would, I would agree with actually. that, actually. <laughs> and now I think uh, mostly just because I'm very exhausted of scones. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've flipped to about 60-40 the other way. Ooh. Ooh. So I think I'm that's a, a sol- that's solid character growth. I think you would call me a throner now. It I mean, maybe you'll jump back on the bandwagon once you move down to Tennessee cuz I mean, I think you've eaten every scone that your town supplies at this point. Yeah. So yeah. you just need you, you just need a little fresh fresh action. And it's weird. I, do you guys still when you go to the store look for just check the scones just in case? It's just yes. it's, yes. it's, it's yes. just it's in my blood now. <laughs> For- I gotta. I'm. I should follow like some some recipe things and just like put a Google uh, alert in for the word scone just to see when fun recipes come up. Cause again, they make me feel like I can bake because I feel like they sound like an impressive thing to create, but they're like god tier easy. Yeah, they're way way easier than I thought they were gonna be. Yeah, but when you have a good one, it just makes you like I don't know. It is like the perfect like the perfect breakfast like snack slash meal because with coffee i would say scones are way better than coffee bread i I think i think the best scone that i've had is definitely better than like the best coffee cake i've had yes i love coffee coffee cake cake. always tastes the same well it's always the cinnamon bullshit stuff right like which is great which is great nothing wrong nothing wrong with it but i still feel like I mean, I've had some scones that are just like, fuck, this was like meant for coffee. Like, you created this, you genius. Um, like I, and I thought the peanut butter uh, banana one, the Hans made, I, I can't imagine how good that was Ooh. because that looked delicious with coffee. It was a... Did it? Because it wasn't that the one that looked like dead skin or something? <laughs> oh, no, I don't mean look. Sorry, my bad, my bad. Because this picture showed... Like in a beautiful way. In a beautiful way. Um, but nothing's going to beat my blueberry mold, so don't worry about that. What was the actual best scone that y'all consumed during this episode? Let's start with, or during this uh, series, let's start with Rob. Um, it was the Starbucks <laughs> strawberry and yogurt <laughs> <What>? <laughs> scone. <laughs> and uh, what would you what would you rank it? Like number one out of how many? Number one out of one. Number one out of one. Yeah. Solid. That's 100%. I think that's what that means. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's, got, it's got a perfect score. It's impressive. <laughs> and I didn't even like it that much. <laughs> no. Uh, I, as somebody who also consumed that scum. <laughs> it's not No, true. you did not. <laughs> no, you did not. <laughs> I think that my favorite scone was the uh, pear chai scone. Mm. Oh. That sounds delicious. It was a scone purist might not like it because that sucker was dense and moist, but God, it was so good. <sighs> sounds perfect to me. Hans, you? Oh, I might. I'm having a hard time here. I think it's between the banana bread scone and oh. the peanut butter scone when I did, but specifically when I did the little peanut butter and jelly with the jelly. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And it was good. Which, which, uh, 
I mean, just just refresh my memory. Did you want to put the jelly on it? I did. Or did someone convince you? Did did did, did you or did, did did we tell you and you said no? I don't want to do that. <laughs> and then you did it. And you're like, this is the you. best ever. And now I, it's the best. I do appreciate it. I will say just, that uh, banana bread scone did sound very good. <laughs> it was. Really I'm bummed good. I never made one of those. Yeah, I was naive back then. <laughs> yeah, not even so, so. Not the not even the whiskey one. The whiskey one was good. Um, it would have been like third place probably, but okay. it it wasn't touching these. Now I think I got to go banana bread as my number one. Only because the peanut butter one basically just tasted like a peanut butter cookie. <laughs> so it was a little unfair. So it wasn't bringing anything new to the table. It wasn't bringing anything new, no. Jay Boogie? Yeah, so uh, first and foremost, huge, huge fan of key lime pie. So I, I already like like Ugh. super tart things. So the lemon, the lemon scone with lemon curd, mm-hmm. that, that was pretty much the pinnacle. And I, I have re, I've made it again with with lemon poppy seed this time, um, still delicious, still love it. Probably will make that all the time now. Sweet, Jeremy, big fan. I'm not of- seeing a lemon scone with lemon curd on our Instagram. <clears throat> There's, it's just a lemon scone. I didn't have the lemon curd in it at the time. Oh, okay, I got you. Okay, trying to pull one over on the old. So he, yeah, here. he's talking about his after hours scones. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's then the edible underwear scone flavor, which <laughs> happens to be lemon curd. <laughs> yeah, so that well, was, that was delicious. Uh, I want to give a shout out to everybody who sent us uh, an email with questions for this episode. We got a nice little list here. Oh, did we really? I couldn't even. I couldn't remember our email password. <laughs> I was wondering if anyone checked it. Uh, I did check it. Crickets, motherfucker. <laughs> so, uh, fine. We'll but we'll ask our own questions, and uh, you're going to be left. After we sign off the air, and you're going to go, oh, but wait, I wonder what they thought about this. But you know what? It's too late. Yeah, fuck You're just going to send an email, and we're not going to respond. We'll probably respond. But someone will respond. Whoever owns the domain after us. (laughs) Rob will respond. We'll give Rob the password, if any of us can remember it. Oh. Um, Rob, by the way, congratulations on coming in third place uh, in our death pool. Deadpool, whatever. Oh, man. I was pretty right. surprised at that because I, because I was kind of keeping track of, like, like my vague memory of what I said, and I felt like I was doing really bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did a, you did better than Jenna and I, yeah. and isn't that what counts? <laughs> All right, guys, Game of Thrones as a whole television show. We've already said we'd buy the box set. We've already said. That we won't go back and skip episodes and skip seasons. We've already said that on our kids' fourth birthday, we will indoctrinate them into society by making them watch all of the boob scenes. <laughs> and now we must decide what is the high point, the low point, and our absolute favorite bits of the Game of Thrones. Where would you guys like to start? Rob, you are the guest. Wipe your feet on the mat. 
feel free to leave your shoes on so long as you didn't step in any mud. Okay. And come in. I'm... And please tell us, can we get you a beverage? And where would you like to start? Um, I think it'd be good to start with our favorite moments of the show. Let's build okay, up. Just, just, just ignore the beverage thing. That's fine. Oh, also, I, I will take um, a whiskey sour, please. Okay, well, we don't have it. We're gonna, you're really putting us okay. out now. Someone's going to have to go to the store. Okay. It's, it's fucking okay. breakfast, Rob. <laughs> Just a, <laughs> a, a, a glass of milk, please. Oh, fucking 1%, 2%, almond, oat, flax, goat. Oat. Oat milk, please. Oat milk. Oh, the most expensive of the milk is fucking, <laughs> fucking the 1% over here. <laughs> oh. All right. Uh, you did have one good thing there, though, starting with our favorite moments. I've asked everybody to prepare their top five favorite moments of Game of Thrones as a whole. And here's my thought process. If anybody has anything different, uh, let me know. I figure we'd just start with somebody at their number five moment, and they'd say what it is. We'd talk about that moment a little bit, and then um, when the next person goes, if they're going to say something that has already been done they just say oh yeah that was my moment we already talked about it that way we don't have to like get all confused where like hans your first moment is oh i really loved when uh theon's dick got cut off and then i'm like oh that was my number three (laughs) we don't have to do that we just talk about it and then when i get to number three i said oh yeah theon's dick see the aforementioned conversation i'm all about efficiency here yeah we got a plan this time <laughs> plan of attack i can't wait to absolutely throw it out the window <laughs> so rob i invite you to tell me your fifth favorite moment my fifth of game of thrones favorite moment so this moment is in season one um Ooh. it is the moment where i realized that this show is not just um knights and stuff like that like they had a little bit of fantasy to it um and it is the moment when daenerys emerges from the flames with her baby dragons Mm. a beautiful beebs uh, beebs beebs, (laughs) a boobs to full moment moment. hey what's up with those beebs i just remember Uh, this scene being like because when I when I like watching like the medieval fantasy stuff like that, I do like to see like magic and like the c- cool creatures and stuff like that. So before we're, we saw a little bit of the dire wolves in episode one, but I mean, you didn't know what they were going to be quite at the at the beginning because they were just puppies. But um, I don't know. I, I, I thought that it was nice. I was like, oh. Now I can see this this show does have some magic, does have some of these creatures in it. So that's that's cool. I like this. I remember it being yep. a, a moment that made me keep watching. It was a great moment. It it's I think when we were at that episode, obviously everyone remembers that moment, but we kind of forgot that episode ten happened. Yeah. <laughs> think in all of our heads, Ned died in episode ten. Yeah. And then we're like, wait, what happens after this? And then Danny's thing happened. We're like, oh yeah, duh. <laughs> <laughs> this kind of thing that sets up everything else. Yeah. Um, yeah, she she totally owned that episode in a way that just made me think, oh, what what else even happens in it? Because who cares? Right. Um totally, totally great moment. And you're right. We didn't know what the direwolves were gonna become yet. 
a big old let. <laughs> well, so watch watching season one then like, um, I think if you binge watch season one, it actually kind of takes away that 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 episode right because you're mm. such it's such a traumatic episode nine that while that's cool. Like, you don't appreciate it as much as when you watch it and you had that week gap, right? Where you were able to kind of, like, refocus and kind of, like, settle. And then, I think, to get that. Because I just remember thinking, like, boobs um, and dragons. uh, But still, uh, I feel like episode 9 was such an encompassing, like, change in the wind for the show that uh, I really feel like that that one scene yeah there's cool little little dragons but it didn't have that effect on me as well uh, in the way rob is saying i wonder if that would be uh i never watched episode one uh like waiting for episodes because i i just kind of jumped in right before season three so mm-hmm. i never had to i never had to do that um it's an interesting point yeah i would say it had a little bit of a the opposite effect for me though because I did it the same way. I didn't wait for the next episode, but I think mm-hmm. that the <clears throat> the pile on of here's here's Ned's death, and then now we see Daenerys getting dragons like one right after another. I was just like, oh, Th- like because because they they get rid of the main character that we thought was going to be the main character because mm-hmm. it was a named known actor <laughs> and then <laughs> and then psych <laughs> and then we get um we get this introduction to someone who like we, we get this introduction to Daenerys being a big player in the show I think right at the end of season 1 uh, yeah, because she's kind of been. I mean, she's had she had her little up moment, but with the death of her husband and stuff. I yeah, mean, yeah. Those last two episodes, she was looking pretty rough. Yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and she she went on to ride that emotional up and down roller coaster <laughs> all the way through Carth. <laughs> but uh, that moment for sure was great. Jeremy, your fifth favorite moment of Game of Thrones. Uh, it was Ned's death. Um, that's why I was kind of making that connection um the that scene uh that episode i feel like is one of those things that makes you get that this show is going to take you on an emotional ride it is not going to be just an action-packed thing it's going to have like you're going to feel an immense amount of sadness and you're going to lose people that you think are untouchable um, and I think that season one sets that tone very quick, very quickly, um, especially with the loss of, of Ned. Um, and so that was very profound to me. Uh, that's yeah, it's it's I think as much of a shift in tone where, you know, Daenerys introducing the fantasy elements of the show. Uh, Ned's death really established the fact that this is also not the show you think it <laughs> yeah, is. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. This ain't your dad's HBO <laughs> fantasy drama. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Back at back in back in your grandma's day, all all the good guys survived and everything. So, <laughs> yeah, very different. Um, huge, huge moment for sure. Huge. I still miss him. Still miss you. Dad. Yeah, I st- exactly. And my boy Blue. <laughs> my boy Blue. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, 
Hans, what about you, man? Number five? Yeah. Um, number five was for me, you know, I, I had actually wrote, wrote this list a few times mm. and uh, <clears throat> rewrote it a couple of times. And it's funny, the very first time I wrote it, I actually had the uh, Ned losing his head as five. But as I thought about it more, uh, I, I had to move that one down to what would be my number six, I guess, breaking the rules. Right. Um, I did the same. So thing. it's an honorable, I have honorable mentions we can talk about at the end, but um, my number five is the, uh, they overuse it a little bit as the as the series goes on, but my number five is the first time we get the uh, King in the North chant with Ooh. with Rob, yeah. yeah. What a great, uh, a great vote there. I didn't yeah. even consider that. That's good. That's good. It's a heart-stirring moment. It's got all the emotion where you're talking about like, oh, this means some pretty scary stuff, but like it's so awesome. And like Catelyn's there and she doesn't suck so, necessarily. So you like the King of the North for Rob more than the King of the North for John? I do. Okay. I, I think would... it's just because it's the first time you get it. Right. I mm-hmm. think I yeah. think John's is cool too. I, they're all good, but I mean... It's just it loses just a bit for me, just because you know we've seen it already. But true, true. I think my 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 uh, my bigger moment for John in that sort of realm, like his King in the North thing, was cool. But I think it was brought down a little bit by that weird sort of forced intention with Sansa. Right. Um, I think my more favorite moment for him was. Um, with Tormund, when Tormund's kind of talking him up to the wildlings, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, saying like he took a knife in the heart for his people, he killed man's like you know he's kind of going through and laying um, shit out. Um, I, I think I like a lot of those moments actually when when uh, other people are doing the talking for John. Maybe John's <laughs> not so good at the talky talky. <laughs> <laughs> no, no offense. Well, buddy. He knows nothing. <laughs> oh, he knows nothing. Um, so my number five moment, and I honestly wanted to put it a little bit higher, but there's so many good things. I almost couldn't even justify wedging it into my top five. Shit. Okay. But I did because I love the moment and it took a character that I never thought I would like and made him one of my favorite characters overnight. And that is the scene where Jamie is talking to Brienne in the bath. Oh, uh, great scene! Back right. in season. Oh three. my God, you great. read my mind. Great, great scene. Great, great. scene. <laughs> it's a uh, yeah. It, it's again. I think we talked when it happened. It would have been a little bit more powerful if he hadn't kind of had half that conversation with Catelyn. But he still did a great thing throughout the whole show. I think that's Nikolai's best scene. Uh, he's great in it. She's great in it. It's, uh, it's, it's emotional, it happens, it brings them closer together. It doesn't alleviate conflict that exists, but it, it works through it. it. It's like exactly what I want from, uh, from the quieter portions of this show. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think we all agree. Yeah, so th- that was my number four. So that's why, Ooh, yeah. that Perfect transition. Yeah, so that, um, and I'll just continue the point on that scene, what I found to be his the Kingslayer story, we finally, like, y- you know, uh, 
you want to you want to hate Jamie a lot for all of the things he does for love, specifically for Cersei. Um, but then you start to get that he took his he took his role, you know, he took the whole uh, King's Guard thing very, very like seriously, and and really was looking out for the realm. And that's the time he makes that point. He chose the realm over his family, right? Yeah, and he because he was like, "Look, don't let them in. Don't. This is gonna go bad." Um, and that's the first time I think you get a, a a glimpse of where he sees the cracks in the whole for the country for family kind of thing, um, which is why his later decisions just pissed me the fuck off. But still, <laughs> still at at that point in that scene, that is one of the best moments in the show. It is so yeah. good. Um, Brian and Jamie have gone through this epic road trip which has made you kind of fall in love with these characters um and i always argued that it was gonna be romantic stupidly and then the show did it and i was pissed off about it Um, (laughs) but it was still it was cool it was cool what about you hans or wait no rob four what do you got just just real quick by the way saying i i didn't have enough space in my number five it's obviously because i had to put um as my number one to jump ahead Jamie raping his sister oh, a season later. Super <laughs> good. Super good. Oh, boy. Um, oh, man. My number four moment um, would have to be the fight between the Viper and the Mountain. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best fight scenes. Yeah. It was... I, I just... It, it was great. Like... Uh, the the choreography between the fighting it was good the the intensity of of like uh the viper whatever uh i can't even think of his name now but <laughs> oberon martin oberon yeah his intensity of like what like constantly repeating you you murdered you raped and that was just i don't know it was it was a great fight scene that's we get talked a lot um, of emotion from it. We've tried to find like the episode that you would show people. Like, oh, what's the episode that you would show someone to try to get them into the Game of Thrones? And that the whole first part of it, it's a whole, <laughs> it, the whole episode's great, but the whole first part of it's too political yeah. and it's too in the weeds. You could never show somebody that episode, but I have shown people that scene to try and tell them what Game of Thrones is about. Mm-hmm. It's like my, it's probably the scene in the show I've watched the most. Yeah, it's it's really good. <laughs> Phenomenal. One of my favorite scenes as well. Phenom anal. Phenom anal. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> my th- my thing with that scene is it kind of has that princess bride thing kind of going on. It does. Yeah. yeah. Where he's my name like, is Oberon Martell. You killed my sister. Yeah. Like <laughs> it it felt Prepared like a die. straight like ripoff, but in a cool way because you were like, oh yeah you're gonna get revenge like this show doesn't give revenge very well actually ends up every time you go for revenge doing more damage to your family yeah uh but i thought oh yeah this is totally gonna work and then game of thrones does what game of thrones does it fucks you (laughs) (laughs) it fucks you hard in ways that you're like no 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 me gusta and it's like i don't speak spanish but i speak fuck you Yeah, it's also one of the scenes that I thought translated incredibly well from the books to the show. Which, when I read it, I never thought it would. They did a great job. Yeah, it was great, great, 
just general fight scene. Probably, the, I mean, easily the best fight scene for me as well. Um, yeah, so good. And what a twist, too. So, like, if not if you didn't read the books or even when you read the books the first oh, yeah. time. It was just like there was kind of a, a multifaceted component to that, too, because, first of all, Oberyn just gets his head crushed <laughs> when you're not expecting it, which was a oh, shit moment. And then it kind right. of like it settles in for a second and then you go, oh, shit, what's going to happen to Tyrion now? Yeah. Who would who have ever thought that someone's skull exploding would be so nuanced? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hanzu. Yeah, so mine might be a little controversial here for number four. Um, pulling, you know, I don't know if I don't know if anyone else is gonna have this, but I'm pulling from season eight. Oh, for my what? number four. My number four is as well. I wonder if we're about to touch sweet tips. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> my number four is the beginning of the long night episode. Mm. When they light the Dothraki things on fire. Mm. And I don't even think that there's necessarily a specific moment in all of this that I liked more than anything. But just that entire scene of the Dothraki... I don't even know what those sword things are called, technically. But the... Araks. Araks. Getting lit lit on fire to then kind of transition... Like, to not being able to see the dead. It being kind of hazy and foggy and just so dark. And then uh, I think... I just you just didn't know what was gonna happen. It was so uh, so exciting, and I think the tone of it was really really cool. And then of course when they charge for whatever reason they charge, I'm not, <laughs> not judging <laughs> that part. I'm looking I'm looking past. Uh, I just as they just get flicker out. It's just so like it's just so cool. Yeah, even knowing that the strategy is flawed, and even knowing that they all somehow survived, come back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's still such a badass moment. It was just so cool. And I think, again, like from it, it was a really good way to start off that that episode because uh, I was like, like you said, I was on the edge, I had edge of my seat the whole time. The more I think about that episode, the more I like it. Yeah. I think you liked it, too, because it was the first time you actually saw anything in the episode. <laughs> the rest of it was so dark. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. You <laughs> provided so many nice little flashlights for us. <laughs> Ooh. Um, my number four is also from season eight, episode three, The Long Night. And uh, internet haters beware. It's Arya killing the Night King. Bum, bum, bum. I... Uh, you hear that cricket? For joy. You hear the crickets? That's like <laughs> maybe you should get that. I jumped for joy at this moment. I have I have not ever reacted like such a like such a person who was not alone. Uh, <laughs> it was in mixed company with people who were just trying to watch the show, and <laughs> I made a fool and an ass out of myself, and uh, and it was great. And I think all of the. Uh, all of the scenes going back when you're looking at like the foreshadowing leading to this moment um, that goes back a lot longer than anyone gives it credit for, I think is really cool. I think this is one of those things that they have been building that pretty much nobody caught. It wasn't on any of our radar. I had never seen this theory going around, um, but when you go back and you know you fill it in, um, it works so well, and I love this moment. And for the bits leading up to it that they could have done better the actual uh 
and the bits after it that they could have done better. The uh, the actual uh, kill and blow itself got to go on my list. So cool. you mentioned about just because I wasn't part of the conversation for episode three, you mentioned mm. that there was some foreshadowing to her killing him. Can you maybe explain that to me? Because I'm not getting it. Rob, yes, I can. <laughs> Do you have a white Yes, boy? I can. So uh, the foreshadowing, and this is just all things that I uh, have pulled up or that they explained, nothing that I'm like personally connecting the dots with. People smarter than me and more observant than me. <laughs> um, so Bran gave Arya the dagger in the exact place that this happened. Okay. Which is kind of kind of fucking cool. Probably, um, the, probably the coolest part of it, actually. Yeah, but the coolest and longest stretching back is the whole Melisandre thing. Going back to whatever season with the, the eyes. you know, I see eyes are going to shut forever. Green eyes, brown eyes, blue eyes. Right. Uh, was a was a very cool little moment there. Um, and then just the, as far as lead up go, referring more to the, the. You know any any sort of prophecy that may exist. I don't think any Arya's name really gets thrown around in that at all. So um, even though we did establish it, it wasn't her who was filling out the prince who was promised uh, prophecy, but still the Lord of Light thing. Okay. Alrighty, all right. And I only mean that to be. I'm not going to say like, oh yeah, in season one, episode one, like there's this. But there are so many people that are just like they just wanted to do something people wouldn't expect, <laughs> and I call horseshit. On that. No, I, I agree that those <clears throat> that those things kind of um, match up. I mean, giving a knife in a certain place could be a coincidence, and they did say multiple different color eyes. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm not saying right. I'm not saying like in retrospect, it's like oh, how would we not notice it? Right. Um, I'm just saying, I think from a writing standpoint, they knew it for a long time and they were able to keep it under Yeah, wraps. they were able to hide it um, with they didn't vagueness. They blow their wad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the freaking uh, Aegon Targaryen thing. Not that that had any chance of being, like, that's super obvious in the books too. Like, you just can't get away from that. I literally didn't know the Aegon Targaryen thing until I heard someone tell me about a controversy or like the 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 secret about it. Like I had I did not catch on to John being a Targaryen. Really? Really, one hundred percent. Someone had to tell me. Like when when in the series was that though? Before season six. Maybe before oh, season okay. seven even. I don't know. Yeah, but it was it was late. It was late in the show that I that I was like Oh, that makes so much sense. That's cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, uh, when when he's sitting here judging me for my opinions, ladies and gentlemen, just uh, just know that this is the man that you're. <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't judging you for your opinions. <laughs> sure you weren't. Sure you weren't. I could see it in your face. Rob. <laughs> Can't see your face, but that's right. Um, did anyone? Everyone do their number four? Hans. Yeah, yeah, I did mine. Okay. Uh, Jeremy, wait, who just started? Jeremy started. Jeremy started. started. All right. Okay, Hans, number three. Yeah, I'll. Uh, it's my number three. I'm going to Daenerys for this one. Ooh. Okay. Interesting. Uh, 
I don't remember what episode this is from, actually, the specific episode number. But I friggin' love the moment when uh, Daenerys is just taking all that shit from that dude. I don't know. I don't know who the dude is. <laughs> uh, Master Kresnets. Yeah. And he, uh, and then she, you know, she reveals that she's understood what he was saying this whole time. Speaks Valyrian. Oh, right. Fucks his shit up. Gets the unsullied. It's fucking badass. Pyrotechnics in the background as she dramatically poses, looking up to the sky. It's, and like, this is the, uh, I think that Amelia Clark is very attractive. But I, I'd never have had like a, 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 a super hot crush on Amelia Clark. But when she's speaking Valyrian, I don't know, man. (laughs) Language of love or something. (laughs) Ooh, it's good. Um, That was 100% also my number three moment of the show. Nice. Uh, It's probably the second most watched scene I have just because of that. Yeah, that whole reveal. And it's the one time that she says Dracarys, not like a white lady. (laughs) and just melts that dude (laughs) and then it's got her and the whole army's like just marching she drops that whip like a boss in slow motion all great all of it's great robbie b okay um my number three you guys are gonna hate me (laughs) Oh God! If you say season eight, it's the, the introduction of Euron Greyjoy. <laughs> it's not the introduction of Euron Greyjoy, oh, no. but it is the moment when Euron Greyjoy attacks Yara's ship and comes down on that little uh, plank oh, holding the axe. Oh my God! Can we skip this? Can we just move on? We invited joking, him on right? this episode. This it's I'm... your third favorite moment yep. of all of Game oh, of Thrones. Yes. This is that is bullshit. the reason is... I like Euron Greyjoy. That moment. Oh. Okay. Cool. Okay. Cool. I'm judging. Uh, <laughs> that is fine. You can judge. Euron Granger is such a piece of shit. Like he's, <laughs> <laughs> there's like nothing positive to him at all. He's I mean, like I a guess, porn star if for I was, Christ's sake. If I was going to give him a good scene, it would be that. Yeah. Like, it is a good scene. He's like blood crazed and like just going crazy. And it's like, I, it's a cool scene. Is it though? Yeah. Is it, is it the third best scene of the For series? For me, it is. <laughs> uh, I was not expecting Euron Greyjoy to make the cut. That's okay. It's all right. It's all right. Oh, fuck. I feel like mine. My, my number four was way less controversial now. <laughs> I think I literally can say anything, and it's going to be better. Um, well. What are you gonna What are you gonna put in there? All right, so my, because now I look forward to you disproving. That. Yeah, well, we'll see. Uh, so was it when John mine, lost his arms? Mine's it was not when John lost his arms. <laughs> Fuck you, okay. It's my third best scene um, moment is actually with the Night King, and it's hard mm. home, and it's Ooh. it's it's that chill, it's that peaceful quiet on the water. The slow raising of the hands. Fucking let's go. That scene, Game of Thrones. Like, that is exactly why we have waited so much for this epic battle coming, you know? And that gets everyone going. Fucking great. Perfect, 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 perfect. You know, they say um, that after the first two seasons, 
The Walking Dead wasn't a good show. It just had very good or very exciting or very cliffhangy season finales. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Game of Thrones does the same thing on an episodic level, where when they have a bad show, they still find a way to uh, save it, to end that episode in a great way. Save it in like and, the last five minutes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't think Hard Home was a bad episode. I think it was a great episode. Um, but it turned into like kind of this quiet political move, and it ended in one of the most epic moments of the show for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the choice there, like the the as you're saying, just quiet, still. Oh, fuck. Oh. Oh. <laughs> you know, like, and I I think about that scene because we were you were just mentioning of some something to show people that's going to get them into Game of Thrones. You watch that episode, I mean, you just get the sense of just overwhelming power is coming, yeah. and it doesn't <clears throat> have to do. It doesn't be flashy. It doesn't have to be like. You know, magical. It just has to be fucking overwhelming and dead. And you're just like, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. I don't give that episode enough credit in general. That moment is great when they're just flying off the cliff. Yeah. Is great. Um, And I think, I mean, we've already talked Mountain and Viper, but I think one of my other favorite one on one fights is John and uh, that White Walker. Yeah. When he catches the sword. And the look on that dude's face. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good. The, the solid choice. The hard home. Um, that that episode, that ending. Um, that I had a tough time picking a White Walker moment. I knew I wanted to pick a White Walker moment for my top five. Mm-hmm. That one. That one just slipped out over the the one that i did choose um so but i mean that is definitely one of my honorable mentions like slipping into the six or something like that yeah it's one of mine too it's it's great so good totally agree all right tony number two it was let me before we jump into number two because we're kind of in the middle here let me just say, it was freaking hard to pick a top five yes. moments. Um, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm 100% still... when I wake up, I will be unconfident. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, as Rob was going through Euron, I was like, I was like, even the good villains didn't make a moment on my list. And then I'm going through actual moments <laughs> that I did not put anywhere near the list. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, oh, it's a... Uh... No, there's there's so much. Yeah, there's and I've, so much. I've been thinking the same thing. I'm like, how uh, like how are these? I'm thinking through main characters, and I'm like, how has that main character not made a single moment on my list? I'm sure if I thought about it more, I'd come up with just too many. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. Ooh, okay. My number two, and I can't say this subtly and quietly. I'm sorry. It's like Clegane Bowl. You just have to scream it. It's not <laughs> Clegane Bowl. Uh, <laughs> Train. <laughs> a moment out of nowhere when we going back and forth with uh, th- this is albeit one of the more frustrating parts of the series where teleportation gets involved mm-hmm. and uh, and we're just kind of flying around constantly and nobody knows where anybody else is but it leads to a couple moments that are really great one of them being um, Cersei doing the whole Casterly Rock switcheroo which is awesome. But then Danny's rebuttal, where she just brings the Dothraki and Drogon uh, to meet the Lannister army outside of King's Landing and just fucking wrecks them. This is, um, I mean, the Battle of the Bastards is a, is a, an, a war 
on screen. That is just crazy. But this is like a different element of that. It's the first time we're really seeing the severity of what happens when people get <laughs> burned by dragon fire. Like this is a gruesome, dark, yeah. um, very foreshadowing episode. <laughs> and uh, Daenerys just going through melting people and you're seeing people melt and turn to ash and you're seeing Jamie struggle to kind of, uh, you know, deal with this. You're seeing uh, the Dothraki just lop heads off left and right. You see Bronn and all of his tricks not working. Um, and it's just so cool. Uh, so it was such a surprise. And the entrance of the scene, when you just see the hill coming, and then they just like, all right, they're like setting up for the charge. They're like, we got this. And then you just hear the dragon, and it swoops out of nowhere, and they just go fucking nuts. Great moment. I think that's one of the first moments in a show, other than like... I guess he was captured in Dorne, but I, it, it's the one of the first moments in the show where you see Bronn actually not doing a good job at the things that he's asked to do. <laughs> yeah, he did. A, he did shoot. Drogon. He still did a good job, but like usually when when Bronn was set to do a task, he completed it. Like they set his character up to be that, like to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He also shot that Dothraki dude like point blank. Yeah, which was pretty cool. <laughs> which was pretty cool. They gave him the, yeah. they gave oh. him some cool moments, but like he 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 always seemed like he was a step ahead of everything, and this one caught him off guard. Yeah, at least uh, you know, at least they kind of really dug deep to that emotional payoff and uh, finished his arc out nicely. Yeah, it was yeah, really I'm good. Sure. He got yeah he re- he really got the ending he deserved. <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, no, Jeremy. I don't remember who was going. Next. I think it's Jeremy's number two. Sure. Oh, really? Yeah. <sighs> okay. This, this is tough for me because these are like the. I mean, saying it's two and one is, it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna get a little little common tongue. I'm gonna go the red wedding. Um, the, solid choice. The red wedding, uh, easily could be number one, because. Uh, com- compared to the book, I will give the show credit for nailing something in an emotional way that was so much better than compared to the book. Um, for me, uh, this was this was Game of Thrones again, just really, really laying down that you think you know what we're going to do, you have no idea what we're going to do to you, and and removing so many characters that no one I think expected to die. Um, yeah. Um, and then rubs it in your face like they really rub it in your face over the next episode or two with the dire wolf head. Um, I mean, <laughs> this show like loves to hate you in a way, and uh, that was the hardest thing to watch again for me. So we were watching them preparing for this. Um, I won't. I, it sucked. It sucked again, and and that's powerful to know what's coming in a way that we've already seen it and read it, and just know that it's still going to absolutely suck. And it again, like seeing uh, Rob. I, it's funny because I think Rob's death is probably the least powerful part of that for me. Sure. Yeah, I don't really care about Rob that much. Like, I didn't care about <laughs> about Rob Stark no, as saying, much as I cared about maybe Catelyn. Greyjoy. <laughs> Catelyn. Yeah, exactly. You already <laughs> got I feel like your I opinion. Liked, I feel like Fuck. I like uh, Talisi more than 
Jeremy's got to you. <laughs> what is her Talisa. name? Talisa. Talisa. <laughs> yeah, I mean her preg- her pregnant getting stabbed. If that if if you have a soul that that like sends chills, like that's just it's yeah. Um, and then you know, Catelyn, you you see her. You see the decision she's making leading to this moment. Um, I just don't think you you think one of them's going to get out, right? You think one of them is going to walk away, and the fact that it's just a slaughter, it's just a slaughter, and then for Arya to to watch that or to be there and realize that's happening, yeah, I don't know, it's powerful. Talking about the it being hard to watch, I don't remember what he was doing press for at the time, but it was about a year ago. There was a video with Richard Madden, Rob Stark. Um, going around where he was doing some interview and they had him watch the red wedding and like he reacted to it. Um, and he was saying, I haven't watched this. And they said like, since it came out and he said, no, we didn't watch it when it came out. Like <laughs> he said, he said me, Michelle, and I don't know, um, Talisa's actress's name. He's like, it was too intense to film. We, none of us watched the actual final cut of it. Yikes. Yeah. yeah that's um, crazy. Which is yeah. Nuts. I got, I, I will just say, I didn't put this on my list. Oof, it's, I don't... it's in my honorable mentions only because I, I, if I hadn't read the books, it would be my number one scene. Yeah. Um, because that moment, it's it's the it's the best. I don't know about best, but it's the most engrossed I've ever been in a chapter of a book. It broke my heart. It rocked my world. I don't think I even remember how how in to rob stark i was like rob stark was my boy and i was like they already killed his dad this is a safe guy to root for like (laughs) yeah he's gonna be fine (laughs) he's the young wolf man um i and it like and it desensitized me so much for the show oh no that when i watched in the show it's still crazy intense and they do the whole thing because talisa i mean Rob's wife Jane in the books but Rob's wife's not at the wedding nor is she pregnant so her getting stabbed in the baby is a fresh take on this Um, and it starts out with that so it's still a crazy freaking moment it is still hard to watch and it's so good and it is done very well on screen Um, I just I I didn't add it to my list although now I'm really thinking I probably should have put it over Arya killing the Night King but we we lay in our beds that we make. <laughs> yeah, yep. I know. I feel like Rob Rob saying, you know, not a big not Rob saying, not a big fan of Rob Stark. All this stuff. You Rob was probably inconsolable when you're on Greyjoy. Died. <laughs> <laughs> I thought. Well, I, I thought it was a yeah. good death for your own Greyjoy. <laughs> I did too. I did too. Uh, I can't wait to hear that as your number one when you talk a little bit more about it. Rob. Yeah. Gosh. Well, speaking my of my number two, or your number two, has to do with the red wedding <laughs> as well. But it is the revenge for the red wedding from Arya Ooh. Stark. Oh fuck! <laughs> yeah, killing the phrase that that moment was one of the best in the show, in my opinion. Like now, which one? The second one, the beginning of season seven okay i think season that was seven, yeah. yeah i season 
the end of season six, it was good, but I, the beginning of season seven, where we're we see Walder Frey, like right away, and we're just like, wait, what the fuck? We kind of knew, <laughs> but like yeah. it still kind of fucked with us because it said previously on Game of Thrones, here's <laughs> Walder Frey's death, and then it opens up with Walder Frey, but no, that was that was one of the best like season openings of the entire show i think yeah i want i want to say it was even one of those rare instances where it happened before the intro did it i think so i think that happened and then i think i made a note about it even let me go back and look yeah i think you're right yeah that's i think it just opened with that and you're like oh shit yeah okay (laughs) i was just looking back through my notes and uh (laughs) it's just trying to scan for that part and two episodes later i just happened to come across euron a finger in the bum (laughs) great everybody's number one i'm sure uh hans what's your number two uh mountain and mountain versus viper oh yeah good call nice nice greatest greatest fight greatest fight in the show um so rob can you take it home for us? My number one. Um, I'm cheating, and I put two uh, two things at number one. God damn it. <laughs> but one Fuck. of them, one of them is small. One of them is a, it's not a small thing, but it's a short part of the episode. Mm. First one is John coming back to life. Ooh, but okay, that's a good one. I didn't even think about that. The main, my name, main number one is hold the door and bronze brand's vision of how hodor became hodor and like the no like that whole that whole scene is very intense it made you feel so many things i cried during that episode the first time i saw it legitimately cried yeah yeah this is pissing me off this is what you give me which is completely good and then you (laughs) fucking had your own great joy in this shit like what the fuck are you doing to me do you forgot about hodor too that i would agree that is one of those emotional like oh god like and hodor come on does anyone care more about a character that has essentially one line the entire show right (laughs) yeah i mean this character has nothing and yet he becomes this fucking pinnacle to us in a way yeah super good like, writing by like the way. super good writing <laughs> like the emotions that his death bring and it's not even like on the 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 lines or like the character of hodor because Hodor's character, we don't really know anything about him until that episode, really. Mm-hmm. True. And you just learn it right away, and you've you've got to love Hodor because you know he's a caregiver. He takes care of Bronn. He takes care of Rickon. You know he takes care of all um, Jojen and Mira, and like he's with them that whole time until you know. And even though he only says that one word, he's he's like he's kind of like a guardian to those, the younger characters of those. Yeah. Also giant dog. Also giant, giant dog. Huge dick. <laughs> huge. It's such a, oh, I'm, I'm very glad that our lists are very different. Cause not only did I forget about a lot of these moments <laughs> when I was trying to come up with this list, but uh, it's good that we can give these things love and, 
And people can't be like, what? <laughs> you forgot about the best part. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy to me how many, and I feel like I thought about this for a long time, and I'm still, I didn't even think about that moment. Yeah. Which is and a it's great so good. moment. Yeah, it's not, it, it could have very easily been in my top five. Jeremy, I think. Yeah. Um, I'm a sellout. I'm just going to tell you that now. Um, <laughs> I'm a sellout. Um, I hate myself for this pick, but I know why I p- picked it because it was perfect. Um, and I will, of course, make sure I make a clear statement to this. Uh, Danny dying, John killing Danny, that moment, yes. that moment is the pinnacle of the show. It always will be. I, I don't care if you agree with the season eight, I don't care. If you thought her death was cheesy or, or, but up until that moment when, when John stabs her, there is no words. She dies. That, that pit. We will not continue from that point. (laughs) Drogon coming up. No, fuck that shit. Danny, (laughs) Danny dying by John in a loving, uh, eminent or kind of like i don't i mean it's it's so good right i love that she says nothing because if she would have said any fucking word the show should have been redone (laughs) right like because it's that powerful um so it it, hands off i mean it's it that's the point that's the show right there good job i put it in my honorable mentions only because i figured i would get crucified if i threw anything from the finale in i know and that's why i'm telling you i'm i'm a seller i i feel but But i no, that was a good wholeheartedly that was a good moment like i like that i I don't know how you argue it's not number one because this show is literally (laughs) it's danny it's danny becoming something we I will yeah. argue it's not number one because it wasn't the end of the show. It's the end of the show to me. I would have liked the whole series to end after her death. I wouldn't. I would have been fine not knowing all the other stuff. Yeah, a lot. I think a lot of us would. It's a little. I don't think. Uh, HBO's money grubbing ass would make it two years before they announced a sequel that would have told us anything and any everything anyway. <laughs> True. It's too, but I agree. I I take solace in the fact that it's kind of like it's not the end of the show, but it it's the end of the Game of Thrones. Right. Yeah. As well, and that's I mean that's kind of the point. Now, um, Rob, you were not part of this discussion, and it seems like Jeremy hasn't moved an inch. What did you think about uh, Drogon? <laughs> Fuck you for bringing that up, though. Who 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 is Dr- right? That's right. Drogon coming up to the throne. <sighs> Hey, let's have some fan service. Yeah. Yeah, I will say that I like I like that it shows that there's a connection between Danny and Drogon that goes deeper than it's just I'm this is my pet and stuff like that. Um the stuff about melting the throne, I felt like it was kind of forced into there. I I don't know why like I can understand that Drogon not wanting to kill John because they're kind of like family because that would be his cousin. Drogon's technically John's cousin. They would be first cousins, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I the melting of the throne didn't really make sense to me. Like 
I felt like they were trying to make some sort of symbolic thing with the melting of the throne. They could have just had it get destroyed. I feel like if they would have melted the throne in the episode before, when Drogon's just flying around, just attacking the throne room, that would have been better. That doesn't fit with the vision, Rob. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't care. I mean, they did what they're going to do. I Do I think that it's adding or taking away from anything? For me personally, no. Because, like I said, I'm ambivalent about the very end of the show. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, good choice, Jeremy. I didn't even, uh, I didn't even really give that moment proper consideration. But you're very right. Um, Hans, do you have a untalked about moment for number one? No. It's <laughs> the okay. red wedding. Neither do I. What was yours, um, Tony? What was yours? The mountain and the viper. Oh, okay. No. no. <laughs> It's too fucking good. Again, it, it can't be the Red Wedding. Just, again, it probably should have been on the list. Um, great scene. I had Ned's death in as an honorable mention as well. That one was great. Danny's death in as an honorable mention as well. And John's death, or, or John's resurrection, only because, I mean, it was a great moment, but it was also not rushed <laughs> in a yeah. way that I don't think, like, I think if I were to write a show, I would have to hold back all of my desire to just write it back to life in the first episode, right. in the first moment. Like, because that was three episodes, right? Two or three, yeah. Yeah, yeah I want to say it was two, but it may have been three. Yeah, that was good. I got some honorable mentions. You want me to just run them down quick? Love it. Uh, so I think some of them were said, but Night King at Hard Home, badass. Yeah. Uh, Jamie and Hot Tub with Brynn. Badass. Yep. Talked about that. I'm trying to see if we have, if there's anything that wasn't mentioned. Ned getting his head cut off. <laughs> Loot train. Yeah, I think what most of them were mentioned. Oh, oh uh, Tyrion's speech at the Battle of Blackwater. I really liked. Oh, oh shit, yeah, yeah. That, that was, was badass. And Those I think are the, good people out there. Let's go kill them. <laughs> yeah, that, that was really cool. And then, uh, I, surprisingly, I don't think I have anything with John in it. Which is, oh no, oh no, nothing. The... Nothing. The battle with the Nothing. wildlings on the wall, the watchers on the wall, that was another good moment. Like, I guess that's more of an episode, yeah. but... Yeah. Yeah. It had a and lot of good moments in it. <laughs> the only, I guess the only other thing I have, uh, interestingly enough, again from season eight, episode three, the more I think about it, the more badass I think the episode is. I freaking love that scene when the dragons are up above the smoke Ooh, or whatever yeah. and you just see that oh that's a sweet ass scene i liked the scene with it's john john fighting the like half torn to pieces uh viserion or whatever yeah i just don't get what he's doing <laughs> it's a cool scene yeah. but i don't understand what's happening yeah. <laughs> no i'm surprised no one no i know tony you mentioned it uh in jest but no clegane bowl uh no no clegane bowl uh I didn't have it. I, I didn't have it on mine I, either. Just saying. It's a. It was such a great moment. I think it was perfectly done. I just don't think I was emotionally invested in either of those characters enough. Like it was a great. It was one of the best parts of the episode, but the ramifications of it, five minutes into the next episode, were irrelevant. Can I? Yeah. Can I just say that like with the uh, with the Clegane Bowl, I think it would have been a more powerful fight if both contestants weren't already kind of doomed because we already saw the the start of yeah. of daenerys's 
Reign of Fire. So the idea of both of them surviving just in that, like the the idea of anyone surviving what what she did was insane. But um, I think that that took away from the gravity of the situation because there was no clear winner in it. I don't know. For me, that's how it was. I think that's fair. You did have the whole thing. Like the Hound said he, he was not planning on coming back. Right. Like he knew he was going to go die. Right. This wasn't about, I don't think this was about stopping anybody. This was about, you know, very much in his head. This is his end and he's going out doing this thing. And, uh, you know, I'm taking you with me or whatever. Right. Uh, but that's, a, that's I hadn't considered that really. Uh, it's like the whole thing of, uh, of uh, Indiana Jones was irrelevant and in, in the whole plot yeah, in the of, whole uh, plot of Raiders of the Lost Ark. His movie. Yeah. Um, I, there was one thing that I wanted to mention from, from season or from episode, um, five. Mm. Why, when did the dragon fire become so explosive? Uh, in season eight, episode five. Okay. I just, I just like, I was like, why is fire making those bricks just explode from the walls? (laughs) (laughs) That was... I don't know. It's very fast fire. Yeah, it's very fast fire. <laughs> good, good point. <laughs> Hadn't considered it. Uh, maybe Danny had Davos sneak in when he brought Jamie in and put, and plant put a bunch of explosives, explosives everywhere throughout <laughs> King's Landing. <laughs> yeah, seems like it could have used that time a little bit better. Yeah. He's apparently very good yeah. at sneaking around. Uh, now. Again, you thought it was hard to pick best moments if you have to just combine them and say, what is the best overall episode of Game of Thrones? Are you able to come up with an answer? I think I'd take the easy answer. I think I say Battle of the Bastards. Yeah, I think I'm taking the easy answer too because I thought real hard about this. And I was trying to find one that I liked more than the Battle of the Bastards, but I couldn't. Uh, I also voted for Battle of the Bastards. <laughs> it's just, there's not a bad moment in it. Except for Rickon. Yeah. It's all great. So, Except for Rickon. That's a great so, point. There yeah, is a think, bad moment in it. I think, so that was mine as well, but what what is your second best? <laughs> I didn't prepare a second best. <laughs> yeah, I know. So for me, I was like, I was hard home. Uh, you know, the, the reign of Castamere um, was another one I, I really, really liked. The whole episode was really good. Um, Blackwater was another one. Like, I think, I think these are ones that everyone kind of like talks about on the internet. But um, I, I think the Battle of the Bastards is is so good from beginning to end. Um, yeah it's it's kind of, it's kind of it's kind of difficult to disagree with that yeah, i was saying but, i think i mean i would say watchers on the wall was my second yeah that's that, that's what i was gonna say as far as it's another episode to add to those yeah that list of like really and even even the uh the battle for winter winterfells is there as well yeah they do uh a... oh god shit they're all nuts man <laughs> Well, what it's a, so hard. What about the think, worst? So Jeremy said Battle for Winterfell, meaning the long night 
one, right? Yeah, yeah. It's long night. Yeah. So you think that makes it in like the upper echelon of of episodes? I do. I, the longer, and again, I agree with you. Um, I can't. I can't remember a show, an episode, creating tension um, and anxiety the way that show did. <laughs> right. I mean, it just it just caused you to. I, I literally lived on the edge of my seat. I yeah. mean, maybe that's because I was and trying I... to see the episode. But the other thing was <laughs> um, the the stress. The stress in that show was so good. Yeah. So yeah. good. It's incredible. I think, I like you said, too, I think the more I think about it, the more fondly I think of it. Uh, and I, I don't know. I don't know if it was just when the episode came out, kind of the culmination of how long we've waited for this. I was just pumped the yeah. whole episode yeah yeah and it i just was. like i remember thinking back and the more like every time i think about that episode i think about more of like how i was feeling and like just how excited i was i don't even really think about the, i just i've attached it to some just that. emotional context yeah. too which is yeah. is kind of <laughs> kind of cool so i've got there's some sentimental value there um i want to add to the honorable mention moments real quick um just because i don't think we had a single like good a feel-good moment? I mean, there's so few and far between in the show. Um, Brienne getting knighted. Great. True. Pretty great. Yeah, it was really, really good. Um, Brienne getting knighted. And then, just for a little bit more feel-good for the fans, <laughs> uh, both the deaths of Joffrey and Ramsay. For sure. Very satisfying. On, yeah. Well, I'd say more so Ramsay, but um, both quite satisfying moments. I really liked, and again, I know I'm probably because it's more recent is why I'm bringing it up. Maybe not in the context of all the moments in Game of Thrones history, but I really liked Brienne uh, writing about Jamie. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was good, too. Fuck. We should just watch the show again. (laughs) (laughs) Thrones and Scones, season two. (laughs) So now, can you pick a least favorite episode? I was going through reading all of my notes and I was like finding something redeeming about every single episode until (laughs) I came and I landed on, and to be fair, there could be worse ones, but when I found this one, I stopped looking. Season five, episode four, The Sons of the Harpy. Let me run you guys through what happens in season five, episode four, The Sons of the Harpy. Um, all of this beautiful uh, internal conflict we had between uh, within Jamie with regards to him freeing his brother and stuff. He's now kind of back with Cersei. He threatens to kill Tyrion if he ever sees him again. Cool. Uh, we get Mace Tyrell being a weird sitcom dad. <laughs> Uh, uh, Cersei makes the smartest decision she's ever made to arm the faith militant starting the best storyline in the entire uh, show yep Um, Melisandre kind of wants to fuck Jon for some reason that nobody understands I mean who wouldn't who wouldn't (laughs) Stannis has a beautiful connective moment with his daughter I'm sure things will get better from here (laughs) Uh, Littlefinger just drops Sansa off at the Boltons, uh, and we uh, we get the the Sand Snakes and Bronn and Jamie kind of fighting, and that's like the closest we're 
they're not even fighting. We get Jamie and Bronn fighting in the desert and then the sand snakes talking, um, which is, it kind of starts to go back on a train of, you know, an upward trend. And actually the last moment is a cool moment. I just thought it was a bullshit decision. Um, and that is killing off Barristan Selmy. Oh shit, that that's that episode wait, wait. sucks. Wait, does that episode have the sand snakes and brawn in the cells? Not in the cells. No, it's not. The, okay, okay. Because if it did, shut the fuck up. It's okay. just the one where they're like out in a camp. Okay, and yeah. they're they there's they got that guy yep. buried and they I got just it. take his head off yep. or whatever. I got you. We're good in that. I freaking <laughs> I forgot about Barristan Selmy. <laughs> I know. I forgot, a, dirty. I forgot about this episode. Oh, that's because I feel like it's episode. now my my least favorite episode. I, yeah, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to compete with that. The episode I chose, which, I, to be honest, I didn't really do that much digging because I didn't have to. And for all that I know, maybe one of my favorite moments is in it. I can't remember. <laughs> but it's the moment. It's the episode where Jamie rapes Cersei. Yeah, it's my oh sure sure yeah breaker of chains. That's the most fucked up uh, part. Jeremy, do you have uh do you have what season and what episode that is? Uh yeah, here I took a picture of it on my notes. Uh season four, episode three. Okay, so here's what happens besides the rape. It's probably like a really good episode or something. Uh this is the one where so this is right after Joffrey dies. Yeah, right. Okay. So Sansa escapes um Tywin has that weird sex talk with Tommen. So, yeah, we're off to a great start. <laughs> um, uh, oh, this is the episode that reintroduces Jano Slint. <laughs> Sweet. Oh. Uh, Sam makes one of the stupidest decisions in the show, thinking that Gilly would be safe in the town miles away with all the prostitutes, as wildlings are currently raiding the villages. Nice, uh, nice thought there. Uh, we kind of get the trial setting up for Tyrion. Tywin like offers things up to Oberyn, um, and then I think that's it. I have a note that says it's really hard to see Ollie, but I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like his point of view or something. I don't get it. Um, and then this is the the only redeeming moment about this is at the end where Dario fights that guy and then pees on him. Okay. Which is cool. I think that episode. But that's a pretty bad episode. Yeah, I think I think that still holds up for me then. Yeah. Great choice, Rob. Um, I don't remember what it's called, but it's season eight, episode four. Oh. The last of the Starks. Yeah. Yeah, actually, that was a tough. That was a tough one for me too. I, I that episode has tons of shit wrong with it. It. Starting with the Starbucks cup. Starbucks cup, <laughs> like. I don't know. It it just had that's the episode with with Braun doing the oh. dumb shit. Yeah, that's enough for me. Um terrible episode. <laughs> yeah. It was the episode where they killed Masande which really was just to make make Grey Worm into a kind of bad person or a revenge a vengeful person, I guess. Which Yeah. And it showed the great accuracy of Euron Greyjoy killing a dragon. Um, but then then that was all lost in the next episode. <laughs> uh, just the instant backstab of, 
of John when he tells Sansa and Arya hit the secret of his stuff, and that just was annoying. <laughs> it just I don't know. I we did do, not like it. We do get Brienne and Jamie fucking. We do get that, which I didn't want. Which I did. Yeah, I didn't really care for because then because then Jamie then leaves. <laughs> yeah. Now, looking back. Yeah, absolutely. However, in our season eight recap, all three of us said that episode one was worse than episode four. I liked that. I I remember I remember you guys saying this, and I was like, I liked episode one much better. (laughs) Yeah, I think looking back, like now when I'm reading episode four, I don't really know. I think I liked it because it was where I could start to tell they're going evil, Danny. Right. Um, for sure. But yeah, I'm. Oh, and we finally had that good Arya and the Hound moment. But that's really it. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah good that's choice. A shit episode. I'm. Good I just. Choices all around. I I envision uh, a little bit of a kind of a mirroring of of Rob pulling a, a Tony. Uh, you know, like uh, when. Tony, when Arya kills the Night King, and you just jump up for joy, screaming "Yeah!" at the screen. I feel like that was Rob when the dragon goes down, and then it pans to Euron. <laughs> that Euron shot the bolt. <laughs> Still rooting for Euron on the throne. <laughs> I mean, he said he was king at the end, so uh, I'm taking yeah. that as he's a king. Just wearing all your Euron swag. Yeah. You technically I- didn't see him die, so. Yeah. Yeah. Got that, got that, got that shirt on. I'm gay joy for gray joy. <laughs> 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 oh. Speaking of being gay joy for gray joy, if you guys had to pick the best good, bad, and juggly moments <laughs> of this episode of this series, and as we established uh, right before we started recording, just to be fair, we're gonna go ahead and split it up into male and female because. <laughs> Otherwise, it's not even a contest. Super not a contest. Male. <laughs> <laughs> Just to get it out of the way. Hodor. Hodor. Are you also voting Hodor, Tony? I am voting Hodor. Is there another person you would vote for? Well, I think it's great, but you, it's a prosthetic. No, sure. I don't think it was. How do I you know? Was. How yeah. do you, I mean, like, maybe they... There's had... a really funny interview with him talking about it. Yeah. Maybe no, I, get, sh- I mean, that's maybe absolutely my runner-up. I just, I feel like our ball-forward gentleman, it was just <laughs> all natural. <laughs> it was so good, and it was it lingered for so long and on it was a, it was a little surprising. It just kind of caught you by surprise. It was very zoomed in. <laughs> <laughs> it was bouncing very nicely. <laughs> there, was, there was a lot to love. I did write it down as honorable mention. Yeah. Ball forward. Uh, not the guy with the wart on his dick? <laughs> I mean, it's... I mean, talk about a close-up. <laughs> yeah. It's not bad. It's mm. a runner-up. No. Sure. Do we see any other dicks? Uh, the hounds. The hound. Mm. Um, that was kind of a random oh, one, too. Uh, <laughs> Laura Sam... Theon. Laura Samprey, Theon, right. too. Or not Laura Samprey. Laura's Tyrell. Do you see Loris's dick? I thought you did. I thought we'd get a shaft, like a bush shot for him. You might. You might, yeah. But we get uh, Jeremy's Jeremy's right, you do get Theon. Yeah, we get him status post fuck. Immediately. Imme- immediately flaccid. 
immediately flaccid, <laughs> aren't they all? He's um, like, uh, and done. There's actually, yeah, there's a lot of dicks, because then we also get uh, that guy who is just the, you know, the one naked guy for a couple seasons. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I don't. I feel like you never get a full. You never get a full shot though of that dude. You do in the scene when, um, I think Tywin comes in to talk to Oberyn, and they're like having an orgy, oh. and they're just all kind of like standing there. <laughs> oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, our um, our insert naked dude here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Um, you get the guys who are are taunting Cersei on her walk. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> those are I'm pretty. The Lannister sucked me off. <laughs> um, you get the blurred penis of the uh, of the marine warrior who's pissing at Dario before Dario kills him and pisses onto him, and I think that's it. Hmm. But I could that's be wrong. Impressive memory, Tony. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, ironically, I can't remember any female nudity. <laughs> <laughs> But if I had to rack my brain and brain and uh, and pick one, what is the best female good, bad, and juggly moment? Ooh, I got some good ones. <laughs> I'm sure that you I do. will let you guys choose um, at what moment. Uh, this is my favorite, but uh, Melisandre <laughs> at the. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> at Castle Black. I see. Pre or post amulet? It's yeah, up to us. yeah. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I think I gotta go with. Hot. Yeah, that's excellent. Super, super hot. By the way. I think I gotta go with uh, Daenerys coming out of the fire. It's iconic. It's a great scene, yeah. Khaleesi, I'll never forget that day as long as I live. <laughs> That's the day your clothes burned off. <laughs> no wonder I love you. <laughs> Wait, you're you're talking about the first time, right? Yeah. Because it happens yeah. so often, so. Yeah, I mean they're all good. Yeah. But. Uh, I'm sorry. The that sand snake chick in oh, the yeah. jail. Let's just be honest. Jeremy's correct. It is. It is uncomfortably amazing. Um, it's a good one, yeah. Oh, I am good. so. I got to the point after a few seasons where I was like, I won't say comfortable, but I accepted the fact that nudity and sexual situations were happening while I was watching the show with my parents. Yeah. I am so glad I did not live at home when that episode yeah. came out. <laughs> that. Because it was uncomfortably hot. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> you watch that again and she's just like. Like touching stuff, I'm like, well, this is this is super good. Let's let's uh, <laughs> rewind that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You um, want the good girl, that, but you and need then, the bad uh, pussy. The, de- the demon baby part. Come on. I mean, like, <laughs> how haven't we talked about oh, that? Uh, how could we forget? I mean, we wrote a song for Christ's sake. It's true. <laughs> Rob, can you sing it for us? Demon baby, demon, demon baby. <laughs> no, Wasn't that it? it? Close, it's close. Yeah, you nailed it. <laughs> do you know? Uh, do you know the verse? <laughs> no. <laughs> Neither <Sorry>. do we. <laughs> Poser. <laughs> okay. I only have one more question, um, and then we can, of course, if if any have come up to you guys, feel free shout them out. But I will go ahead and just say. This was maybe the hardest thing for me to come up with, and I'm still not sure I'm in love with my answer. Could you name 
a series MVP. And not from an actual, you know, point of statistics, but like your favorite character after everything. I have both. Can I do? Doesn't actually have to be the most valuable. Can I do both? (laughs) Because I have both. Sure. (laughs) Because I wasn't sure which one you actually wanted. If it was like favorite character throughout the whole thing or the person that actually affected the most (laughs) shit. (laughs) Can I guess the, here, let's, I want to try and guess the person who actually affected the most shit. Oh. Seriously. I mean, I answered in this in the first episode that I was on, and it's Robert Baratheon. <laughs> Robert Baratheon. Why? The whole show wouldn't have happened if Robert Baratheon didn't fall in love with... Oh, sure it would have. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just would have happened differently. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But also maybe not. So fair. Okay. But then, okay. but that wasn't actually who I wrote down. I did write down Cersei Lannister. Hmm. Ooh, yeah, I like that a good answer. choice. I like that answer until season eight. Cersei Lannister was the only person that, throughout all of the seasons, even when she was in jail, I was like, she's not dying. She's mm-hmm. the only person I ever felt like that wasn't dying, and she, she like, she had her hand in everything that had happened to all of the main characters, pretty much. Yeah, it's a good point. She was a great. Um, Never got. There was always kind of a more, uh, like audacious villain that people were talking about. But she was always there, and she was always fantastic. Yeah, yeah. totally agree. Who who did you vote for for your favorite? Um, that will be e- <laughs> Jon Snow. Mm. <laughs> 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 I shit my pants. <laughs> Almost, almost <laughs> muted my Mac for a moment. Yeah, I know you guys were expecting your on, but mm. no, Jon Snow mm. has been my boy since probably episode one, and you know I've never like I've always always rooted for him to be the one who goes, and I think that his ending. When I was saying ambivalent about the ending. I'm happy for his ending because it basically gave him what he wanted, except he lost all the other shit along the way. But (laughs) all the stuff that would make him happy. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, I love um, I love Arya's story. I like Bran's story a lot too, uh, if I'm honest. And Tyrion is great. Um, And you're right, Cersei's a great character throughout. Um, And I very nearly handed this trophy to Jaime. Yep. But I had to say Jon Snow. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I have a, I have pretty much almost the exact thing to say, the same thing to say. I kind of like ra- ranked him out on, on how I was going to choose. And it basically was like, I had to pick Jon based on, if you're looking at the show as a whole, I, he's just kind of the golden boy, right? I mean, he doesn't really do anything that wrong. Jon? And it's just like. Okay, right. I'm gonna totally disagree with you because John. I know. Makes yeah, we know every fucking mistake in the world in this show. I think that John has, throughout the show, even though he has made mistakes, his yeah. intentions throughout it have always been to make the world a better place. Yeah, that's what I mean more than anything. Everyone else does something shitty, like 
mean evil or mean spirited yeah. at some point. Oh, Self-centered. Tyrion Selfish doesn't. or something. I don't think Tyrion really does anything evil, but but he I just I, I gotta give it out to John. Um but then I agree. I think Tyrion's is close up there. Tyrion's great. Arya was like I was kind of flipping back and forth between John and Arya. Uh but yeah, I with uh with Tony said, I almost picked Jamie if it wasn't for like two scenes <laughs> probably one scene and i would have almost almost uh yeah. probably would have edged out john but i think oh. i think one scene prevented me from really seriously considering Tyrion, and that was fucking shay not fucking shay but killing shay yeah really still mm. don't understand that scene at all mm. yeah that was weird too yeah it's just i didn't get it Obviously, Tormund, honorable mention. <laughs> oh, Tormund. God, they really, they really made him a meme in the last season. I'm not mad about yeah. it. You think well, if Bronn would have changed think... this up this season, uh, you think Bronn would have at least been a contender or honorable mention? I don't think he would have been my favorite. I think his character had so much more potential, and they fucked it up. Yeah, yeah for I liked him a lot. Bronn for me. Mm-hmm. Bron for me always kind of felt like a B story. That's why, I, like, I but I it probably, was a great B story. It was a great B story, but it always felt like I, I feel like they did drop the ball on Bron or Bran quite a bit because they Wait, started which out one? Bran or Bron Bran Bran Stark. Okay. <laughs> um, I I felt like they dropped the ball a bit because they started out so strong with Bran with. You know, him falling out of the window right away. And I don't know if it was to do with maybe like because they needed him to grow up a little bit more because they did take that whole season off where you didn't see him once. It's true. <laughs> and, it and, and I felt like that because of that, that made him rush kind of a little bit more of becoming who he was it still was never really quite explained what the three-eyed raven is i'm sure it goes into more detail in the in the books but as someone who's never read the books i don't know what the three-eyed raven is (laughs) yeah they uh i i like bran i like bran's story a lot but bran was early on one of my favorite characters it was his game to lose and he lost it as far as being my favorite character so i mean it does say something that you know, I I like where his story went, but at times it was just hard to like. Right. Like, you're just like, this is, even when it was good, it's just kind of boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. Thank you, everybody. Jeremy, I'm not going to ask. I know your answers. Yeah. You should. Because let me tell you a little story about Game of Thrones. So Game of Thrones, also after season eight, the story of the Starks. Um, actually, it's probably better referred to as the story of the great family of the Lannisters because <laughs> that's what it was. The three MVPs in this show are Cersei, Jaime, and Tyrion. Just, just let's call it the three. The yeah, three MVPs. Yeah, they are. You can make an argument for for Cersei, and I agree with you. I mean, I think she is fantastic throughout this entire show. Jaime's arc is one of the best. It gets a little weird a couple places, and the only reason I would agree, I don't think you have to, you can vote for him. But Tyrion, Tyrion is the storyteller of the show. Are you kidding me? He has to be the MVP. He's the one that drags us through all the shit and makes us care. 
He's great. But I feel like I uh, feel like Tyrion is there because he is the storyteller. I think I feel like the Game of Thrones is happening to him and he's not actually playing it in a lot well, of times. You know what I mean? Yes, but I mean I think but he plays roles in all of it, right? John at periods in this show is really just kind of going through his life, right? You know? Yeah. Yes, he 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 is loved and does some amazing things, but he also makes a lot of dumb decisions that in any other character would have led to them dying permanently. Um, you know, I mean, and his brother, you know, Rob, I think initially was much more likable, right? I mean, I, I mean, I think I liked Rob Stark way more until Rob was making stupid decisions than I, John. <laughs> oh, for sure. I did not like John's, uh, uh, I liked Rob Stark up until he started to make dumb decisions and push people away and start yelling at yeah. people and shit like yeah. that. But like, yeah, exactly. But John does things in the show. But John never did like... that. <laughs> John was always oh. kind to people, <laughs> even when they were dicks yeah, to John, him. John. <laughs> John had flaws, but John wasn't flawed. No, I, yeah, I think I, that. Yeah, I think that he is. Uh, yeah, I, I think Rob made a good point about John, but I think that you're the case here. I'm just giving you shit. <laughs> it can absolutely be made for Tyrion. Yeah. No, oh, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. Um, I, I just I will feel not like... call the show the story of the Lannisters. <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, it's. I mean, I, their family is is. The I think the most interesting in this show because they're the ones that played for power and got it right. They played the game arguably the better than everyone else, and if it wasn't for dragons, they probably would have won. Fair. I mean, they were also kind of mostly the death of each other. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, but that's the game, right? I mean, everyone shows you know you're you're constantly going to kill each other for power and they just did it um but they had no qualms about that and they had no qualms about just creating more children with each other as well so anyway Tyrion, 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 come on Can, it was great now so th- i just thought of a new question actually hopefully it won't be too hard because the the list isn't that long of like real top tier players could you name a and I don't even know what we'd call them. Like uh, we call them an, an off-season MVP, <laughs> a character that was in the show for half of the show or less. Half of the show or less. Yeah. So no more than three and a half seasons. Ooh. Yeah, I pick Rob Stark. Rob Stark, great choice. Ooh. Great choice. Roose Bolton. Roose Bolton. Yeah. <laughs> fuck what i forgot the fuck? oh the year of Greyjoy thing totally washed my mind of the fact that you liked Bruce Bolton. <laughs> dear lord um <laughs> okay. I'm, okay. I'm probably gonna... one of probably one of the most unlikable characters in the show i thought it was just although i do re- when i was going back through my notes earlier trying to find the worst episode i don't even remember what episode it was in but there was a note somewhere that said, do you kind of like Roose Bolton in this episode? So he must have had a redeeming quality somewhere. I think I think the things that I liked about Roose Bolton uh, are pretty superficial. Just because, like, 
when he I liked I liked his voice when he talked. It was, it was very yeah. very soothing. <laughs> I was like, I want him to read me a story. <laughs> like he, plus it was hot. Yeah, he was yeah. a silver fox. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like I think that the the I honestly think that the things that he did to the Stark family were wrong, but the other the other things about him didn't seem too dishonest. Like it was out for his family's survival and to move up in the world. I like I I get the decisions that he made, and I think that Ramsey was the one that really took it off the deep end for yeah. for the Boltons. But as far as Roos was concerned. Like, yeah, he did abandon Rob at the Red Wedding and stuff like that. But, like, a lot of the North were leaving during the Red Wedding. Like, they had just got, like, one of the biggest families just, like, took their forces home, didn't they? Well, I forget the name of yes. the family. The Karstarks. Karstarks, yeah. And I think that Roos was just taking, he was like, oh, this isn't going anywhere now. He was seeing where it was going to go at the, at the end. Maybe he, part of me thinks that he maybe didn't want the red wedding to happen, but he was fine with it happening. (laughs) He didn't do anything to stop it. Uh, You let these millennials have opinions and look what they do with them. (laughs) Um. Uh, Jeremy, you can pretty much say anything now. I know exactly. I mean, I don't even know what the fuck is it. Uh, I would. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little more contra- controversial, but not crazy. Uh, Egret, actually, I think. Egret's a good one. I, th- I think. I think that's some um, really important progression for John to understand love, to understand what it means to lose something that he really. I mean, I don't think he got how much he cared for her. Is it Hans who doesn't like Egret? Yeah, I've never really been a big fan. I don't know why. Okay. Okay, I couldn't recall. Um, I'm going to give it to only because I think it's the one instance of a character being better in the show than they were in the book, and that is uh, Oberyn. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't give a not. shit about Oberyn in the books, and he was he came into my life for one season, and he was a fucking badass, and he was great. What about Jackin? Uh, Jackin might be in more than half the show. Yeah, he he was in every season except for the first, wasn't he? No, because he wasn't in the last. I mean, technically he's alive, yeah. but no, he might he might only be in half the show. Jackin's fine. I liked Jackin Hagar. The me no too. one stuff is hit and miss for me. Yeah, me too. Me too. The early Jackin stuff was really good. Yeah, T- he was awesome. Tyrion as well. I mean, Tyrion. I mean. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tyrion. We haven't thought of Tyrion yet, yeah. actually. Mm-hmm. Tyrion technically is only in half the show because he's only half as tall. As... Mm-hmm. How, how, how are you feeling about that one, Tony? Well, I'm okay because he makes the joke all oh, the time. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's fair. He's so good. He's so good. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Um, I have another quick category here. And this was actually, I wrote it down earlier, but I forgot about it. This was brought on by what Jeremy, I think, said about the Red Wedding, about it being very hard to watch. There are a lot of these moments in the show that are great and that you kind of hate to love because they're painful or they're super intense or really awkward or uncomfortable in one way or the other. 
What's your favorite hard moment to watch? Whew. We've already had uh, kind of what sparked at the Red Wedding. And then as you're thinking, I will just go ahead and say that this is kind of a biased question because I already know the best answer. And it's Shireen being burned alive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah the, the, the corkscrew and the nail for Theon Ooh. or whatever it was. Yeah. That one was that's that one was rough for me. That was just on a squeamish thing. Like, yes, watching a little girl burn had a lot more emotional things for it. But I, oh god, the watching that that scene where with the torture was actually, <laughs> actually from a squeamish perspective. The the second I knew, as if there was any doubt, that I would never want to live in Westeros because I'm a little bitch. That scene where Loras kind of just a little bit stabs Renly and he bleeds and he's like, Renly's like, Ugh, and he's like, look at it if you're going to be king. And I was sitting on the couch going, like, not wanting to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I think Shireen would have to be my pick. But I think the Red Wedding, even the Mountain Viper scene, mm-hmm. like all those mm. are some of my favorite scenes, but they're hard to watch, to be honest. So. Yeah. Jamie Rapin's Cersei. Yeah, that oh, one as well. It all, I, it all comes It's back. not hard to watch. I just hate watching that for every <laughs> aspect of it. Provides no story, no plot value either. Yeah. That scene, both scenes, I guess, where Sansa is almost and then where Sansa is actually raped. Raped, yeah. That's rough. Yeah, with, uh, yeah those, those are, are very rough. So, that one's tough, but they kind of almost do the, like, not watching for us with the actual event, right? Because we really just look at the... Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think I think Shireen is is outside the red wedding is the most fucked up kind of thing. So dark. Yeah, yeah, it was messed up. Muy darko. So I have a interesting little addition here. Add me. Uh, so I was asking Jenna what her favorite season was. J girl. Yeah. What up, anyone Jay? Wa- any anyone wanna? Take a guess at what her favorite season was. If it was season eight, that's why she's not on the podcast. Uh, Jenna's favorite season was probably whatever season had the most dogs in it. So season one. <laughs> Rob, want to take a shot at it? I'm going to say season three. Season three. Okay. Okay. Uh, this was Jenna's exact answer. Mm. Her favorite episode, her favorite season was season eight. Wow. Because it had no spoilers. <laughs> because she listens to our podcast. Oh. <laughs> Her least favorite seasons were, I quote, oh. the early seasons. Because she wasn't into the show at that time when I was watching it. Fair enough. And her response to the rest of it was, I can't remember the middle ones. <laughs> Which is fair. Yeah, very fair. She's She breaks the mold then. Everybody else voted for season six as being the best. Yeah. 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 She break that mold. There you go. Fine. Fine. Well, guys, um, we're running as long as we have ever wrong. As what? We're wrong as <laughs> a wrong and wrong. Winning and love is blood of And but before we hop off, is there anything else that you want to tackle here? Um, at at this last moment we have on top of the pedestal where people are listening. <laughs> I'm really disappointed that I didn't get to laugh at Jeremy for the for the no arms John thing. <laughs> I was really hoping that that would be brought up on this episode, but you brought it up last episode. 
<laughs> you know what? <laughs> Fuck you both. <laughs> Fuck that episode. I get why it had to happen. But Jesus Christ, it was per, per the quote, it'll be brief. It'll be super brief. We're just, you know, just hanging out for 25 minutes, something like that. I'm never going to live it down now. Cool. <laughs> we did say we'll just hang out for 25 minutes. Yeah, but Jeremy, just imagine. If he would have lost his arms. Though. Yeah. I know. How good it would have been. He would have lost oh his God. arms. would have been God tier. God. Yeah. I was already God tier. I already won, bitches. <laughs> you'd have been like, <laughs> you'd have been internet. Win. You'd have been internet famous for yeah. predicting something like that. The yeah. only I one hope. to predict the true ending of Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy when from the to, Thrones and Stones podcast. When they went to kid podcast. about it. So he predicts how did, it. His how did you feel laugh. losing your arms? <laughs> <laughs> Tony's Tony's pretty, we just act like it happened. Tony's a pretty fast reader, so he's probably gonna he's probably gonna get through that 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 the end of the Game of Thrones books just a lit just a hair before Jeremy. He's gonna get to the last page, and Tony's just gonna go, "Fuck, holy shit!" <laughs> <laughs> John lost his arms. <laughs> he was he was right. <laughs> he was. He now right. has dragon bones. <laughs> He was Jeremy right will be on the last page and he'll just get a call. Tony's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that means that um, uh, Martin is um, listening to the to the to the ooh. podcast and is like, "Ooh, I like that idea of Smart. John losing his arms." <laughs> yeah, you guys, you guys didn't respond to my whole Martin thing today about the game. No, because here's here's what your text said, Jeremy. Yeah, this I makes know. no sense. Dude, I read it. I was fucking I was fucking driving while texting it. So yeah, you're welcome. That makes it better. Here's, <laughs> no. Here's what this text said. Uh can I read it? Yeah. Of, of course. course. Okay. See our boy making Elden Scrolls with From <laughs> Software. Martin just finished the books. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Still, he's working on Elder Scrolls Six or Seven. No. no, he's working on a game called I think Elden Ring or something. Elden, yeah, it's Elden it's... something. Yeah. Oh, cool. I appreciate that more than these goddamn like graphic novels and stuff. He's doing yeah, a it was... space yeah. TV show too, isn't he? I don't know. Could be. I thought he was doing like a space TV show. Well. uh... Rob, thank you much for joining us. No problem. I'm glad to be here for the... Is this the final episode? <laughs> it hasn't been exclusively discussed, but I don't know what we got after this. Okay. So, uh, It'll be my memories. final episode. Yeah, we're going we're to make them. We're going to make, <laughs> we're gonna make what? We're going to make memories after this. We're going to just keep going. Are we? Breakfast, breakfast podcast. It's coming. <laughs> Tentatively... <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> as far as Game of Thrones, I got nothing left. Just be the... As far as the show goes, I think we've uh, we've exhausted our stuff there. As far as scones, I got none left. I've yeah. eaten I've eaten them all. The scones and scones um, podcast. <laughs> so just in case, we'll of course keep you updated on social medias or anything like that. Uh, Rob, you can always find at and Rob's your uncle a r y u cast dot com. That one's actually dead now. It's dead now. <laughs> Dead in the water. We had a free Don't we had there. a free trial and we were just like, nah, no one used it as much. We're not gonna we're not gonna up the website no. again. Um, but you can just get uh, just airyucast at gmail.com if you want to get a hold of us or just uh, and Rob's your uncle on iTunes and any other podcast platform. 
Yeah, it's 2019. Search and Rob's your uncle on your podcast thing. It'll show up. You subscribe to it, and then you're yeah. good. Um, and I, Rob, I just want to say, just because I'm sure we've dropped everybody at this point, um, in every episode you talk about how nobody is listening at this point. I don't know how people listen, how other people listen to podcasts, but I don't stop listening to the podcast until it ends and my phone deletes it from its memory. So uh, I'm I'm always there for you. Buddy. Yeah. Why? I think that's a joke that we do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm judging you the whole time, and really, it, but I am there. Um, so, thank you very much to Rob. Thank you to all of the guests that we have had, all of our listeners that we have had. Thank you so much to uh, to uh, Stephen Somers for creating our lovely artwork. You can find him on uh, Tumblr and Twitter at the Dreadlock Detective. Uh, dude's very talented. If you want to check him out and uh, create. Some fun things as well. I'm sure he would be down to clown with that. But uh, y'all, it's been some, it's been some fun times. Shit. It has shit. It's got real. It has been very fun. I can't. But it's been so many damn episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is. Uh, yeah, I think this is 86. It's nuts. Which is a lot. In what? Yeah. Five months. Can't believe, Six I months? can't believe we actually pulled this yeah. off. That's what's there, crazy. What's crazy too is there are just so many far more successful and better podcasts with fewer episodes. <laughs> <laughs> just, just listen to those people. <laughs> Truthfully. <yeah>. <laughs> Truthfully. Uh, that was fun. Yeah. I was listening to Rob's uh, like year anniversary podcast and it was like tw- 20 or 30 episodes behind where we were at. And I was like, what happened? <laughs> but uh, no, I think we've, uh, I'm getting really tired, y'all. It's, uh, I mean, uh, I have to go to work now. <laughs> you haven't had your morning Me. coffee yet. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Right, that's, that's the one. So uh, we'll go ahead and call it there, um, but we'll keep you up to date on whatever the fuck is next. But just in case, you're down with G-O-T. Yeah, you know know me. me. Oh, shit. That's a wrap. It's a wrap. At two hours and 11 minutes. Jesus Christ. (laughs) It's perfect. That's I should have. We should have prepared something a little bit more final. (laughs) Kind of. Yeah, I honestly kind of forgot this was the last one. I mean, I'm not opposed to doing another one. But what the fuck do we do? I don't know. We have make something. We we could review. I mean, it's kind of anticlimactic, I suppose. But we We could review review the. No, we could review the uh, documentary. What about what about this? Bones and scones. Watch all of the the episodes of the TV show Bones. Oh, (laughs) yes, man! That doc is genius. Emily Deschanel is my bitch. That's pushing daisies. What? Emily, or Zoe Deschanel? Zoe Deschanel's sister, Emily, is both. Oh, is it? I thought you were talking about Zoe Deschanel doing her show, Pushing Daisies, that lasted like for seven episodes. (laughs) Great show. Uh, We could do do 86 more episodes going through and reviewing, listening to and reviewing our previous (laughs) Can you imagine how fucked up that would be? And just do that on a loop for the rest of the forever. Thrones and Thrones oh, and Scones <laughs> and Scones <laughs> podcast. Yeah, just...
Jeremy, you were so fucking high this episode. <laughs> oh man, we should have got we should have got Jeremy high for this one. <laughs> Fuck, that was. Do you guys have a favorite episode that we did? Hi, Jeremy. Oh, <laughs> it might be hi, Jeremy. <laughs> That was a pretty good one. <laughs> that was a. Pre- I mean, I don't even remember it. That's how good it was. <laughs> the first one that Rob was on was very good. Yeah, that was good. Well. Yeah, that and then they good. went downhill from there. That's my bad. Way I'm sorry, down, guys. There's, yeah, there's been plenty of episodes where I've just. I know for a fact I just started dying laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Any of those were good. There were some good times. Yeah, there were some pretty ones where. Yeah, I think I was crying a couple of them so funny i think honestly the only time i've ever been reduced to laughing tears is the job of this arms thing <laughs> there you go yeah, that was so it was so quick <laughs> <laughs> felt right felt good it was good it was great sometimes it's coming martin martin you owe me i can't remember what episode was there was an episode where we I, what the heck did we say? Uh, Jenna was telling me about it too the other day. She, where we we were talking about something, and then it was just like two minutes of just straight laugh. Like we just couldn't <laughs> say anything because we were all laughing so hard. Was, it, was it was early. It was early. Yeah. yeah, but I remember that because I just remember, like like choking. I was laughing. I so think hard. it was. I think it was the episode where Hans with with Hodor. And Hans saying that he he had to go back and rewind it. I remember that getting quite a big laugh. <laughs> oh, that may be it. I can't remember. Because I think it started with like, well, did you pause it and take a look? And Hans was like, well, no, because I went back <laughs> twice. Multiple times. Ah, <laughs> oh. oh, fuck. The simpler days. I know. Hoder's penis. <laughs>